With the COVID-19, people are socially isolated, anxious, and many are experiencing financial difficulties. All of these experiences can lead to risky alcohol use and a range of harms. This series will look at these issues a little more closely and make people aware of alcohol use during these times. So sit back, relax, as we lay down the facts. This is In This Together, You, Alcohol and COVID-19. Welcome to our fourth and final episode of this podcast mini-series. My name is Kurt Lewis, your friendly neighbourhood podcaster and host of this episode. I am joined as ever by my reliable and brilliant co-host, Claire. How's it going, Claire? I like her. I'm really well, thank you. How are you today? Yeah, pretty, feeling pretty spruce today, actually. It's nice, it's sunny for a change. It was like really freezing cold over the weekend, but now the sun's out, I'm feeling happy. Today's episode will focus on the avenues of support and recovery for people whose relationship with alcohol has changed for the worse during this COVID-19 pandemic. To help us understand the support that is out there for people, I'm sitting down with Chris Rain, Chief Executive Officer for Hello Sunday Morning. Hello there, Chris. How have you been coping with the COVID-19 restrictions or the easing of them? Well, thanks for having me on the the show. A big supporter and fan of the organisation, so it's really nice to be able to talk with you guys. So how I've been coping, it's been a real paradigm shift I think for me for our organization for the world really so it's you know quite fascinating to see how things are being done differently and and where the world is going yeah just things you wouldn't expect are happening are happening like you know I was talking the other week about how I thought it found it amazing to see people sitting down at a restaurant I thought that was really amazing but it's yeah it's just somewhat mundane like now I see people sitting in a restaurant I'm like oh good for them they're able to get in to the you know the 10 people limits yeah our it's, restaurants. it's crazy i mean literally an hour ago i'm actually stepping down as ceo of hello sunday morning and my team planned this thing where they actually just rocked up at my house to say like oh, we were doing the weekly whip like the work in progress meeting with yeah. all the team on there and then two of them just turned over like, whoa, what is going on? Like, it, and then there was like three screens going and wow. it's it was, yeah, discombobulating to have them in my space. You know, I hadn't seen them face to face for what's now probably two months. Mm. You know, it's a very sort of surreal experience to see them again, which is really strange to have that experience with your colleagues. Confronting to have people sort of, you know, in your space, isn't it? So obviously that's going to... It's something we'll all have to get used to is this whole thing of re-engaging with friends, colleagues, people. And I guess it's harder for other people who, are, you know, are struggling with all sorts of things during COVID and mental health issues and that sort of stuff. So it's a really interesting time ahead for all of us, isn't it? Definitely. Let, let's get down to brass and tacks. For those who are unaware, what is Hello Sunday Morning? Hello Sunday Morning is a not-for-profit that builds technology software to support people to change their relationship with alcohol. So we've been going for 10 years and we have our main programs called Daybreak, which you can download on iPhone or Android or sign up online. And on there, you will be greeted with other people going through the same challenge that you are, whether it's cutting back their drinking or quitting their drinking or reassessing how much they're drinking, whatever it is, it's all people that are doing that as well as content that's going to help you, strategies, tools, 
things are going to be useful. And then you can also talk to a, a drug and alcohol counsellor or a psychologist if you need a bit of extra support. So we have a, a national reach, actually an international reach, but we're the main part of our works in Australia. We're funded by the federal government to make that service free for all Australians who want to make this change. So that the Daybreak app, exactly. It's like you can reach out to other people going through the same kinds of things as well as psychologists? If you need that extra support. So most people get most of the value out of the peer support and peer community. You can imagine, you know, if you're a kind of heavy drinker or you've had a long-standing issue with alcohol in your life, maybe you've tried a few times to change and you have a lot of pressure from your family and your friends either to quit or to stay drinking in the way that you are. It's really hard to make that change on the one hand kind of leaving friends and family that are drinking in a certain way because we need that social support or having the support from people who haven't seen you fail over and over again or really kind of just there to help you as you do go through that inevitable process of stumbling and changing and, and whatever's necessary. So that's really the, the core of Hello Sunday Morning. And then if you need a bit more support, you can get coaching from one of our counsellors. What kind of trends have you seen with people and their drinking during the COVID-19 restrictions at Hello Sunday Morning? So we, we've done some surveys in the public to look at changes in people's attitudes, changes in people's consumption patterns. And what we found five weeks ago was that 20% of people were drinking more and 20% of people were drinking less. It shifted people into one or the other direction or 40% of people. And what we have found in the last survey similar stats on consumption, like a little bit increase in, in numbers of people that are drinking more, but their change in consumption, their reasons for drinking have shifted. So a lot more people are drinking because they feel anxious about their current situation, less social anxiety because they're not dealing with people. It's more around dealing with the stress of life that come from changing work situations, unemployment, this uncertainty. And so you can understand that, but also there's a lot of people that are drinking by themselves and at home and have kind of taken up different kinds of patterns where they might have used to just drink on a Friday night or after work or whatnot. It's just sort of the, the type of drinking has shifted. Why is that concerning, Chris? I think it's, it is what it is. Like it's a, alcohol is a drug. People use it as a tool to deal with life's stresses and they're just using the tool for different reasons in the aggregate. But I think the, the real challenge I think is that you know you turn your screen off and then you're with you by yourself and your thoughts and you and the bottle you know like and if you're using that and, or defaulting to that there's a real challenge there because there's no one there having conversation about how much you're drinking and there's no points of reference you're really just kind of on your own and without the right support you know maybe you go through an experience of drinking but without the right support to help you out of it and to know that you can get that it, you know you can really build some entrenched patterns of behavior that are hard to reverse so it is a concern i think as a health system we are starting to try to adapt to help people but you know, there's certainly a lot of people that are feeling the pinch of covid it's very concerning that a lot of people are depending on this as support not relying on other people for that kind of support i mean there's a lot of stresses a lot of job stress especially with this going on and at the end of the day we've got to rely on each other rather than alcohol, I believe. It's hard, you know, like even if I look at my own diet, you know, or my own patterns of behavior, there's, you know, we're just spending all this time at home and the friction between us making choices that might not be healthy is so 
much less. You know, you just order everything and it comes immediately. Oh, yeah. And whereas before, you you know, you go to work and there was these kind of patterns of movement that would break up the day that I think we just don't have anymore. And so I think we have to put in place these limits and barriers that perhaps, you know, the natural environment used to do. And so it is hard and it does require a lot of adjustment and change and support for people that want to change. What are the national health guidelines for alcohol out of curiosity? What are they? I've noticed them on your website. Good question. So my understanding, and I'm not sure whether they've been ratified or... um, Not yet. Not yet. So, But I think it's good. They're, They're more simple in like no more than 10 standard drinks of a week and no, never more than four in a set, in a setting. And have I got it right? Is that right? Yeah, I actually know the answer to this one, Kurt. Oh, well, <laughs> yeah. Blair's got one. Yeah. So the National Health and Medical Research Council, they're sort of the government's expert body to provide advice in medical areas and including how much people should be drinking or the guidelines for people drinking to reduce their risk of dying from alcohol-related long-term and short-term problems. Ooh. The guidelines have been around for many years, but the research around alcohol is continuously evolving. We're learning a lot more about alcohol research all the time. For example, there's a lot more research out now about how many cancers that alcohol causes long-term. So the guidelines have recently been revised by the NMHRC. They have issued the draft guideline, which is changing the suggested amount that people drink. Rather than two drinks a day, it's now 10 drinks across the week. Mm. So that just takes into consideration the long-term patterns that can cause longer-term problems. So the 10 a week is what they're recommending. It's yet to be ratified. But again, with risky drinking, they're still saying to everybody, you know, if you want to reduce the risk of short-term and long-term harms, you know, from the hangover to falling off a balcony, it's best not to drink any more than four drinks, standard drinks in one session. And remembering, of course, that a standard drink is a lot less than most people think because it's not a glass. Yep. So just to clarify those 10 drinks across the week, those are standard drinks. Yes, correct. So that's the standard amount of alcohol within a drink. And that yeah. that changes from, from beer to whiskey to... So it's always good uh, to keep wine. that in mind. Yeah, wine. And every bottle of wine has different volumes of alcohol within it. So people need to look at labels. That's why labels are so important as well. So I knew the answer to that one, so woohoo. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've been doing this for, what, four episodes and I haven't got one yet. So, you know, one up on me. <laughs> Yeah, it's, I guess the, the question that it might inspire for people is like, okay, what does that practically mean for people when they're making choices? And I think it, there, it's like a good north star to go, okay, that's what the best evidence suggests I should be drinking under. Mm-hmm. But as an individual, for a lot of people, you know, trying to land their drinking at that point is just impractical for a long period of time. It requires like a lot of work to get there. You know, they might be drinking for two decades at 10 times that amount every day. And so those habits are quite ingrained. So it takes a lot of work Mm. to get to. I guess the thing that the guidelines for me, what they say is, okay, if you can drink under that, then that's great. That alcohol can have a a role in your diet that's you know useful and healthy and, and less is really more but it does come to your own individual relationship with it to navigate 
what's the right thing for you. And so for a lot of members, they try and moderate their consumption and they're just like, I can't do it. You know, I need, I need to, you know, an extended break. And stop. Yeah. yeah. So how do people change their habits? How do they change? Um, what's the special answer? What's the secret? I think there's, I mean, that's a long debated topic and it really depends on the person and the, you know, having the right conditions and the right environment and the right support around them, the right motivation, depending on where they're at in terms of their motivation of change. We fundamentally believe that a core part of that change is community and having the right support and having the right guidance. Without it, as a human, it's very difficult to make changes and, and most importantly, sustain them. And so if you are looking to do some form of behaviour change, having a think about the kind of people and structures that are around you that are going to be most helpful for that. If you have friends that are drinking in a certain way that you don't want to drink in anymore, it's going to be really hard to have your particular worldview supported. It's going to be so much easier for you to kind of slip back into old habits. And that's a very hard thing for people to recognise. But the converse of that is if you can find people that you want to behave like or you want to emulate, finding that those people and those supports can be incredibly helpful when you have moments where you're like, I don't really want to do this or maintain this. And, and that's really the core of what Daybreak is about providing. It's easy to say that alcohol is ill effects. Alcohol can cause this. Alcohol can cause something like FASD, but... If you don't have something, someone there, like a community reinforcing that, then it's it's hard to take it all in. It's close to impossible. You have to have, you know, Navy SEALs level kind of willpower to make changes like this in our life without that social support. And it's so fragile too, you, you know, you, just if you were to extend it beyond alcohol, but any kind of behaviour change for a person, you think for yourselves, like you think, okay, I want to do this this year and you bring it up with your family and, you know, someone that you really respect their opinions, that's a dumb idea and it can be so easily crushed that, you know, impulse to improve your life or be a bit better at something. That is the nature of behaviour change. It is so fragile and uh, making sure that it's nurtured and you have the right system around you is just absolutely critical and that goes well beyond willpower. It's really, you know, about your environment and the people you see. I was just going to mention that there's so many things to make it harder to actually, you know, make those behaviour changes because we're seeing it, you know, as friends, we're all enablers of our drinking. It's all hilarious and fun and ho, 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 and why aren't you having a drink? And and then we've got an industry that has really strong, aggressive marketing, especially through COVID and through the social platforms. So your social feeds are there. So everything is reinforcing that thing of if you want to have fun, drink. If you want to be cool, drink. If you want to be an influencer, drink. So to make those changes and to sort of go against that tide of, of normalisation is takes a lot of courage, but it's fantastic to see groups like Hello Sunday Morning and others that, that are out there to help people. So that's great. I was just going to ask, what advice do you have for people listening to this podcast who are worried about their relationship with alcohol or a person who has a friend who's got a very difficult relationship with alcohol? What advice would you have for them? Well, first, I think it's a great question to be asking. If you're thinking this stuff through, there's kind of step back from that is you're consuming alcohol or drinking in a way in which you don't question it or you've just assume the beliefs of other people or yeah, the, the industry or the culture that exists. So it's a great question to ask. 
even without any of the behavior change stuff. Then I think, you know, to take the perspective that it's a lifelong work in progress and that it is, you know, an experiment after experiment on what is the right level of drinking for you and asking those questions and having that conversation with people that you trust or professionals, be they GP or a counselor or be they someone that you really respect to kind of put your own relationship with alcohol under the spotlight and then be kind to yourself to say, okay, this is something that I want to change and be realistic in your change and say, okay, this is how I want to change it or this is where I want to get to, but know that it is a you know, non-linear journey, so it's going to take some time. And that applies also for those around us that perhaps have an unhealthy relationship with alcohol. You can't tell someone what to do and they're going to immediately change. It's like you know, maybe a tiny moment of chance that it will ever work. But you can be in their life be there unconditionally supporting them no matter what they do or happens that does happen and help them come to their own realization when the time is right and it takes a lot of patience you know on both helping someone and also yourself and you know i think where you know a drug using civilization and alcohol has been around for millennia so these are not new problems but in the life of a person they are new you know and then every day you're going to learn something more so an unconditional loving approach to it to help yourself navigate that journey over a long period of time and keep asking that question, but at the same time be unconditional to those around you that you want to change, I think is a, a critical first step. And then once you get there, if you you know are ready to make some steps in behavior change, that's where something like Hello Sunday Morning is useful and there's an enormous amount of resource online on ways to change or books to change and, and having that practical advice and social support is, is critical to make the change you want to make successful. Definitely. I couldn't agree more. <laughs> uh, how do I compete with that, really? No, just nothing I could say there. Just coming down to the last question. As you said, your time with is near an end with Hello Sunday Morning. What is your proudest achievement and what does the future hold for you and Hello Sunday Morning? I think when, you know, most people expect, you know, that you have a story of someone that you've helped and there's, you know, tens of thousands of stories that we have, but it's probably the building of a culture that is sustained beyond me. I think that there's something most difficult about getting people to work well together and every day is a challenge and a conflict and a constant navigation it's like organizations are almost like perpetual group therapy that goes on for eight hours a day and so i think i'm most proud my accomplishment i'm most proud of is the culture that we have at hell sunday morning and and what will kind of go into the future who knows how we'll kind of go on afterwards and i'm not responsible for that but I'm proud of having got it to where it is. The future of Hello Sunday Morning, I think we've got some really good foundations. We've got some great partnerships with the you know largest philanthropic bodies in Australia, a federal government partnership. The Governor General has just come on as our patron. We're you know supporting one of the largest communities in the world focused on this, and there's just a lot of potential there to expand our work in different parts of the problem around drinking in society or perhaps different parts of the world 
depending on, you know, where's next. So it's really exciting to see those foundations there. And then where's next for me, I am going to take a break for three months and think about it. <laughs> I like that. That's a... <laughs> Sit on a beach if yeah. you can get to one. Yeah. There's one out just out my window down in Bondi. Ah, it's, uh, it's calling me. I'm going to be there for three months. <laughs> oh, that sounds very relaxing at least. Yeah, exactly. Mm. You've earned it. Well done, Chris. Yeah, well thank done. You. Well, I'd like to thank you for coming on and lending us your wisdom for uh, for twenty minutes. Anyway, thanks for having me, and I think it's um yeah, it's really exciting, and I hope that you know NoFazD and El Sunday Morning can do some more work with each other in the future. It's you know the area that you're focused on is such a you know, critical one, you know, and there's no question about it. You know, it's just it's so black and white as a a social problem you know like yeah. and that's there's no gray area around that because of you know a child has no agency no choice and so i'm you know really heartened that that's you know that work's happening and yeah i hope that you know we can support you guys to have an even bigger impact thank you thank you for listening to this episode of in this together you alcohol and COVID 19 If you like this episode of the podcast, then please subscribe and leave a rating on Apple Podcasts. The copyright of this podcast is owned by FAIR and NoFASD Australia. All rights reserved. For information about the content of this episode, then please check the show notes below.